I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And I'm Tom Saunders in New York's Flatiron District. Yesterday I had a latte and with it I succumbed to the temptation of also ordering a pan au raisin. Scotty, I'm going to shock listeners and reveal something I don't talk about ever. When I was writing on TV shows, I gained weight. I blame the TV shows because they're places where snacks are free, plentiful, and frequently served by writers and producers by assistants. I also blame carbs for being the primary cause of my weight gain. Lastly, I blame myself, and in particular, my willpower, but I don't blame myself too much because when you're in a stress-inducing writer's room trying to come up with comedy until four in the morning, well, you snack. Well, one day I heard about the Atkins plan, how you can eat nuts and cheese and meat, but must avoid French fries, pizza, hamburger buns, candy and soda pop. I will lose weight. I avoided carbs. I lost weight and kept it off for years. And Scotty, then came the pandemic. The first pandemic Christmas, loyal listeners will remember that on this podcast, I reported about the first and only time I ever had a sweet roll at a drive through McDonald's, and it was paid for by a mysterious woman in a BMW ahead of me. This was the moment when everything changed. The moment a sly voice in my head asked, why not have an occasional sweet treat? What's so terrible about an occasional order of fries or a slice of pizza? Scotty, you can guess where the story goes. And here we are with me getting a fairly ordinary pan au raisin with my latte. And I'm left with a question. Will the pandemic ever really be over until I go back to not eating sweet rolls on a regular basis? Mm, Tommy, the question you raise has implications not just for you and I and our listeners, but for the entire free world. Because before you posed it moments ago on this very podcast, the metrics for determining the end of the pandemic were couched in scientific terminology. But now that you have revealed that the answer lies in, in when you stop eating sweet rolls, well, the eyes of the world are upon you. Now I realize that there must be a good deal of stress and anxiety that you must contend with, knowing that the end of the pandemic is contingent upon your consumption of sweet rolls and other sugary substances. So may I propose a helpful and healthy alternative? Since cutting these delicious delights out of your diet completely is, is, is un unrealistic and frankly unreasonable, I suggest you assign certain days of the week to consume them. Sweet roll Saturday, perhaps. <laughs> limiting, but not eliminating. And this is the key. I must say it again. Limiting, but not eliminating your sweet rolls intake, coupled with a robust vaccination campaign, should finally end this. Wow. Well, Scotty, I, I think that's, uh, I'll, I'll have to think about those words uh, for uh, about a second. Okay, yeah. I'm done. Um, that's all it took for me to think about those words. That, that's how wise they are. Uh, how completely um, uh, you, you have grasped the situation. And you're right. What's wrong with Sweet Roll Saturday? Yeah. Um, which, in a sense, is, is kind of what I had been doing prior to the 
pandemic, I would just have a, a, a delight, a taste, tasty delight for breakfast on just one day of the week. And I lost weight, Scotty, and I kept it off. And the weight, not only that, but you had the alliteration of, you know, sweet roll Saturday. You could have done it on Sunday and then you may well switch to that. Uh, but, you know, Tommy, I, I, you know, I look as I sometimes I write things and say things and yeah. I don't realize what we both accomplished. But limit, you know, limiting, limiting, but don't eliminate. Yes. This, that, that, this uh, is not a, a WPA poster no. making. I don't know what <laughs> is. It, it's a plea for moderation. Yeah. And, and that's what usually uh, WPA posters didn't do. Uh, and, and I think that's what, in general, um, advertising tends to drive people toward more extreme uh, expressions of whatever it is the advertiser wants. In this case, you're pleading for moderation. Eliminate, don't eliminate, limit. Limit, and, eliminate. And that's because, as I said, it's more reasonable. Again, yeah. careful, it truly is unreasonable for anyone uh, to tell you whether their position of authority or not to know a big X, you know, cross no sweet rolls for a yeah. time, which yeah. by the way was a short lived Broadway musical in 1946. <laughs> Uh, had some good numbers in it, but it didn't uh, make it past. No the sweet rolls for Tommy. No sweet rolls for Tommy, and uh, maybe today it could have a revival and might might it you know, might work. But right, but, uh, mostly uh, the ma- Tommy. The, so many things could be a 1940s musical, failed 1940s yeah. musical. Uh, well, from- the stakes are so um, 1940s uh, in 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 that case. The the stakes of the story are a a, a, a lad. Who is who loves his sweet rolls is kept from them because he's actually gained too much weight. It actually is a poignant um, idea for a movie for a musical. Yeah. Um, uh, we joke about it because that's our raison d'être. That is our raison d'être. <laughs> but the truth is, uh, uh, the the musical about a a boy who. It's no longer, and I say a boy because when you say no sweet rolls for Tommy, you 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 envision a young lad. Oh yeah. Uh, who? And, and loves- let me just say, and I must say, that could be non-traditional casting. You could be played by a woman or a trans person, <laughs> that's person right. of color. I mean, that's that's just Tommy. I mean, in his seventies, in in, in their seventies. Yeah. So so it, yes, that is very important, and it, it is true that we live in an age where casting has nothing really whatever to do with the actual role that you're assigning the the actor uh, uh, to it's actually so you're right it, i could be played by uh, a 90 year old trans person absolutely absolutely because ageism is often forgotten and that would uh, apply but the key is uh, i think it is poignant it reminds me tommy we've talked about before the back of the new york times magazine would have these small space ads for what they probably called in those days i'm not calling it now but you know, a fat camp for kids. And there was this, <laughs> and I remember this poignant picture of a lad holding his pants out that were maybe a size 46, <laughs> and now he's a 32, and holding them out, and all this, you could have another person jump in. It was, uh, <laughs> and that was a more simpler time, Tommy, when a, man, a boy needed only go to upstate New York and lose <laughs> out of weight. <laughs> it's, uh, I laugh now because I too remember these fat camps. Uh, ads in in the back pages of the New York Times magazine 
and just thinking, oh my gosh, you know, there's this kid and he's so proud of these in, uh, pants that are twice as big <laughs> as he is. I mean, that's, imagine a camp just for fat kids. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe it was a you know it was uh, who knows. You know, well, maybe, maybe it was a great experience. I never went to camps. Yeah, that's that the, was something we addressed. Being an East Coaster, it was a dirigeur to to the parents to send their kids off to camp, whether it was a Jewish camp like Camp Ramah, where you went to Hebrew and or general, you know, uh, all American Trails End camp. I went, but that was really pretty much what. And not not the the rich certainly weren't rich but it was something that uh, was done not so much in the midwest so you did have i guess the wisconsin we had camp Kajuan, and yes. and that was up in up upper wisconsin somewhere yeah. and all the kids would go there except i wouldn't go there uh i never went and and so i i had i i really did i didn't really want that either it just seemed like oh something like okay more organized activities and I also imagined somebody putting a snake in my bed. Oh, Tommy, that it did make you grow up. There were many, many things to avoid, you know, with, among your other fellow campers being popular. And yes, a snakes, thankfully, that wasn't uh, on, on the menu there, but certainly short sheeting one's bed. I remember that. I mean, I don't quite remember how that even worked, but sand in the bed. So many things in the bed. That's that's yeah. uh, what I think of when I think of camp. Yeah. And you're saying there were no snakes, Scotty? That's, Thankfully, that, no, because it was a Jewish camp and we were skittish <laughs> about snakes. So even the most hardened brats wouldn't dare <laughs> get a snake because who would want to touch a snake or see one? So the it was a more hard. genteel kind of uh, oh, brattiness. I, I wish I could have gone to that camp. That yeah. I, as long as I knew there were no snakes in the bed, I would have happily gone to a Jewish camp. Oh, and camp. Tommy, I was thinking, what I meant to say, other than Brian, is genteel bulliness. Now, could that also be a step? Now, bully, you know, bullying is sadly a fact of life today, and it's a, it's a terrible thing for kids. But what if we could, again, eliminating it by tomorrow is probably unlikely. But again, little like limiting, not eliminating. How about, as I said, genteel bullying? More of a, a witty sarcastic british way of bullying that's you know a little hurtful but not as bad as as what sarcastic uh, sarcastic or, or even but very haughty and very british and kind of well i don't suppose you would be reading that anytime soon yeah, uh, so something uh, like that where you know the kid probably doesn't even get it which is yeah. a better kind of bullying where you don't even see it again we're against a, all forms of bullying but at least this could be the first step to a bullying. better type of bullying scotty i think that is uh Wow. Um, and it just happened right here on this podcast. I don't think anybody's ever proposed such an idea. Everybody tries to end bullying. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, 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 it's possible. I mean, I actually think it is possible, uh, uh, um, but it will involve guard towers over the playground. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and spot like you stand back. Uh, stand back from this smaller child. <laughs> okay, I will. You know, don't make fun of his sweater. You're making fun of it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want that kind of. Situation. Well, but I, I mean, I I think that that's where what would be required. But in the meantime, as you say, uh, let's go about. Uh, and this is um, obviously is going to require some more going across country, uh, teaching people, just as yesterday or that or yeah. in, in a previous, previous podcast. podcast we discuss it that you would need to go around the country to teach people about the 
But what was it? The new way of, of oh uh, well, the kind of hybrid model of shopping online. A and hybrid person. model. So you've uh, got your uh, plate um, kind of full because you need to go around giving those uh, lectures to explain the new hybrid model of shopping online while actually going to stores. But this, I think, the new type of a bully, this means that you're going to have to be going to school, Scotty, yeah and, yeah, and talking to the, not just the teachers, but to the kids themselves and teaching them the new ways of a, of a bullying that is much more verbal, uh, more sarc- uh, 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 more clever. really erudite and obscure so that, in fact, it may not even have its desired effect. But this comes out of a new school, Tommy. It's it's really well. Let me give the uh, late Nancy Reagan a, a tip of the hat because uh, the just say no that was her thing, and that didn't work for drugs or anything. You can't just say no. You can't say don't do that ever. As as we started this broadcast with sweet rolls, if one were to say to you never have a sweet roll, why that wouldn't have an effect. But limit, don't eliminate. And as I said with bullying, horrible, terrible thing. You say no bullying, and then hopefully it might work. But how about Let's start limiting it or let's make it so different, very genteel and very 1800s upper class England that uh, at least that would be a first step towards eliminating it completely. Yes, I think uh, 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 if you could just simply require that students, instead of uh, causing physical wedgies and, and other bullying activities, that they only say that they be confined to saying making clever uh uh, sly put downs uh at at, and and even that is considered bullying but for now that would be the scotty i think you really are going to make the the schoolyard a much happier place um and um and a more uh you know a more genteel place but I, 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 I do want to clarify some confusion because yes. you're saying you proposed um, uh, sweet roll Saturday yeah. uh, or sweet treat Saturday. I yeah. think you, yeah. you, you broadened it to include other treats besides oh, yeah. sweet yeah. rolls. Uh, but you're not saying that there should be bullying Thursday so that oh. reduce oh. the days of the week to one day of bullying. Oh, no, I'm glad you brought that up, Tommy. You see, in consuming sweet treats are a good thing, just you need to do it in moderation. Bullying is never good, even in moderation. My thesis on bullying is to, to eliminate it, which we need to do because it's terrible, maybe take baby steps. They would say baby steps. And I don't even think that would take too long because they barely even, you know, get anywhere as a baby. But just to, you know, make it more uh, right now, how can we day one start uh, acting on it? So sometimes the you know, the all or nothing uh, method doesn't work. So no, that's and, what I'm proposing. But, but in terms not, of sweets, though, yeah, bullying, this should never be a designated day. There's no right time for bullying. There's no, there's no, and, and there's no place for bullying. No place in the and schoolyard. No in, in other yeah. words, if there is a bullying place currently, let's get rid of those bullying places yeah. uh, uh, that are designated for bullying. No, get, let's no, say yeah, there's no the place for the bullying. And, and by the way, there's no day of the week with a B. No, well, See, yeah. So I mean, you can't have a you know bullying, uh, an alliteration, yeah, bullying, the, blue bullying, day, whatever it is, birthday. No, like you have to invent a new day with it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good. That's good to know. And, and I good think luck with that, Tommy. Inventing a new day. We've talked about it. You've, yeah. Oh, you've talked about 
playing around with the calendar and, and the folly. Well, of when I say playing around with yeah. it, uh, let, let's say that it, uh, it's also hard at work because you're oh, changing yeah. all the calendars. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't just like throw calendars around and cross no. out days and. No, no, nothing Tossing like that. Tossing calendars around like, like they're Frisbees. That's no. Oh, no, no, no. That's the last thing either of us would want to do. And Tommy, you know what this is all about? Look, I'll be quite candid and, and, and in all candor uh, that we didn't start this podcast to save all the world's problems. We wanted to lighten our load and those of our listeners during these difficult times. And yet time and time again, Tommy, we don't plan it. We don't say, what problem do we solve Thursday? You know, we don't do that. We go, what's funny on Thursday? But invariably... Uh, you know, it's just the way we're made, our DNA. We come up with solutions. And today the theme is limit, don't eliminate as, as a means to finally uh, perhaps, uh, uh, you know, actually solving the problem. But in your case, Tommy, we can't skip over that. And every case is different, by the way. The results may vary. Yeah. Uh, everything we discussed does not apply to our listeners. Well, but, Scott, uh, if, you know, but if I may, Scotty, yes. uh, just a, a, a quick point. What this started out was the my admission to eating um, sweets on that this podcast originated with the pandemic. This has always been the podcast of record. Yeah. And uh, we are, you know, facing the idea of is the pandemic over or not over where in other words, what are we getting through anymore as the title of this suggests? And, but Scotty, it's, the pandemic uh, uh, was only the beginning of um, of now my struggle with sweet treats. Yeah. And so uh, it, what you're saying, I think we cannot underestimate the words that you just said. I, I, I don't want to um, skip over them or, or uh, because you're saying don't uh, don't eliminate limit. That means that I don't have to say goodbye forever to Pano Raisins. Now, oh, Raisins, exactly. Pano Raisins, I have to tell people who may have not, they're, they're like they're like um, cinnamon rolls, uh, a little bit flatter than, than a typical Cinnabon. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you don't have to tell me, Tommy, because I saw you eat one in person yesterday at the final of Pacquiao. Tommy, let me just say another thing, a, by pro, a hallmark of this podcast is transparency. We've discussed many yeah. times, uh, uh, you know, crisis of confidence, 12 Minutes That Change Podcast Forever, our 800-page book that uh, we haven't written yet, but I mean, it's essentially done. Uh, uh, so yeah. transparency is always the key. And, yeah. you know, as our listeners know, we begin this podcast with roughly a minute and a half each of scripted material, and right. the rest is free-form improvisation. Yes. And, in, and we uh, for today's show, the script was written a, a, a couple days earlier, and in which that day when you wrote it, you had had a pain au chocolat, the day before yeah and as we prepared and i was getting made up and you know mm -hmm. picking up my suit uh, i i use the johnny carson collection by the way <laughs> still do yeah. and it's it's dacron polyester but you right. know johnny ward and, and why yeah. not uh you know i noted tommy yesterday actually you had a pound raisin now another podcast host would say yeah well you know I mean, it's the same thing as pound chocolate oh, what difference does it make it's the same point it's sweets and we would have gone on from there uh but no and you took the arduous task of, of changing that to pain raisin, uh, not because you had to, not because there was a law or an officer standing over you, because you wanted to, because we want to. We want to be transparent. So I, I had to 
make that point to our listeners that you made that change uh, because we care about being accurate and honest. Well, that's yeah, I, I, I'm glad you did that, because there are many times when we will make changes just for the sake of accuracy. And our listeners don't know this. They don't. And so no. we don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, but in this instance, I think you, you're right. It, this was something that was too big to ignore. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and could we have gotten away with it? <laughs> Probably. Right. But, I, but that's not how we roll. That's by not the way, how we roll. What, what's the other way to roll? Basically, you just roll. I, I, I don't know so, that. Yeah. Yeah. But but aside from that, this is what we do. And, and so, yeah. But, but no, again, and, Tom, and, and, no. and, uh, and it is sort of this type of thing like that. Uh, yeah, we. You're absolutely right. If we, if I had, ne- if you had never mentioned the fact that prior to doing this, uh, so really we're talking about two panos. There's the pano yeah. chocolat, which I'd had the, the day before, and the pano raisin, which I'd had more recently, in yeah. which we had to actually change the text to update the pan because that's it. That's what we're talking about, Scotty. This, it's almost like a tsunami, a deluge of panos. Like pan au raisin, yeah, pan yeah. au chocolat. When will it end? What's next? Yeah, Scott? yeah. And and you know, to, to the average to the ex- listener, they may say, "Well, what's the difference?" It's pan o. They don't. They tune out the third word. But what's the difference? Well, ask a French person or anyone else who loves language. It means all the difference in the world. And who loves pans? Yes. Uh, 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 and by the way, um, this is an, another problem that we don't really talk about. Is that these places where I get the pano shock of pano raisin, it's called pan quotidien. Yeah. It's spelled P A I N. Yeah. Pain. So every time I go there, I have to tell myself, no, this is not going to be painful, Tom. This is going to be a pleasurable experience. <laughs> and that, 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 that never gets talked about. Well, that's fact- counterintuitive, you know, to the average American, a tour, you know, the guy who paying, I don't want to go in there. And, uh, uh, but what you do, Tommy, I, I do. Pain- I go in there because I have to have my panel shuck a lot. But, Scotty, I don't, this is one of the things that people don't talk about. And that's that, that, uh, French, sometimes French words have apparently different meanings. And, uh, when I see that sign, pain, you know, what, how do you think I feel when I go into a, 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 an establishment that actually advertises pain? But I do it anyway because do it anyway. I, must have that, I must have that sweet treat. What about the expression, no pain, no gain? Uh, uh, this is uh, actually applies to no pain, oh gain. Yeah, no uh, pain. Because you and, will uh, gain but, weight with pain, and without pain, maybe you won't. Get, no, that's yeah, really- yeah. So that that works. But I again, I say, Tom, I don't say yeah. this uh, lightly or frivolously. But uh, you I never say, say anything lightly or frivolously. No, so. no, and I don't even say that. Uh, well, you'll say it in a light and frivolous tone of voice, and people yes. will sometimes get the idea that oh, he's being light and frivolous. But right, no, no, no. The words are never light and frivolous, but just the intent, the, the, the presentation, just the so presentation, the people. tone of voice, tone of voice. Yes, yes. but uh, what happens again? It's not. I'm not saying you should eliminate it. No, but that's not realistic. I'm saying you shouldn't because I look. I was there, Tommy. Yes, and I've been yeah. there many other occasions. We had various pan, and uh, it's simply bread of raisin, bread of chocolate, and I love a pound chocolate or raisin and it's good for you i really do say it's good for you now if you sat there for three hours and just shoveled in 12 or 14 <laughs> of them i might say not i wouldn't say it in any 
bullying wise to say, or, or, or uh, Tommy, um, maybe we should, uh, you know, kind of put the kibosh on any more pounds uh, oh, for the day. For but, the day. but then I, I might feel very, very offended because here I was shoveling and I was on my 14th. I mean, no, 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 Sky, just one more. And then you'd be like, no, I, I think you've really had enough. Then I think I really would feel bad about myself. Like, what's what's wrong with me? I'm just eating 14 pano raisins one after another. Uh, and, and But what you're saying is that at, at a certain point, you would have to say, you know, you really, that's a lot. Well, that that's, would be an intervention. I wonder, Tommy, whether we had a fine waiter yesterday. I was just so happy yeah. that sometimes I'm just happy for things that we should expect. Yeah. You know, because we sat out in this lovely outdoor area on a beautiful day in New York City. And there was a couple, a couple women next to us at a table who apparently had been waiting for quite a while. And as we arrived, they said, oh, you know what? We're never going to get served. Let's leave. And then I said, I don't want to be those people. I want to have a wonderful experience. Wow. And, and then moments later, our waiter appeared and so graciously asked us for our order, brought it out. Do and, I want and, and milk? brought it out to us. That's brought it out thing. to us. It's not so like, can you help me with it? For an order, but to be able to actually produce it. I'll produce it's, it in a very prompt amount of time. And we didn't, you got to go in there and get it yourself. Something like that. Yeah. And also... Uh, what kind of milk do you want with your coffee? I mean, everything about it. And I was so effusive and thankful. And the average observer, you know, businessman might be, oh, thank you. He barely would lift his head up from the Wall Street Journal. But no, I, I just was so thankful. Well, my point, though, Tommy, is what if we got to the point, you know, in bars, sometimes bartenders yeah. might say, uh, I think you had enough, Tommy. You know, make it, I think you've had enough for tonight. What do you mean? You know, that kind of thing in every movie. But what yeah. about would a, a waiter at Le Pain Quotidien say, uh, sir, I think you've had enough pow chocolat oh my gosh that would be that would uh, honestly that that's something i fear and for that reason i never order 14 pano chocolats no i never have and you've known me uh you over, over 40 years over i don't 40 years yeah have i ever gone in and ordered 14 one after another and and it is that because you don't want that that moment where the waiter says you know what no, I'm going to just have to cut you off. You've had too many. And he yeah. kind of looks you up and down like, yeah. oh, you're, you're too fat to have a pan of chocolate. <laughs> well, that, that is the great thing about food service in general. You can literally, in this country I'm speaking of, I don't yeah. know what it might be in Singapore, but, but right. uh, I mean, I could, we went to, and this is a whole other podcast, I'll just mention that we had a fine lunch prior to La Panquitania at what used to be called Eisenberg's, a, a beloved casual coffee shop in new york's yeah. flat iron district which is now called s p and we sat at the counter and it was remarkable we loved it, it was great. sandwiches oh at, incredible at the once great eisenberg scotty that was a historic uh, experience oh, yeah. that uh that, you know that the the pandemic could could only it could punch eisenberg's but it couldn't punch its lights no, and out the new owners so you know, everyone dwells on look they're all boarded up all the stores are closed all of this all the crime but Let's talk about, I think the Democrats, we've given them a key issue these closing days before the midterms. Eisenberg has reopened under a different name. So can the rest of the country. I mean, it's obvious that's the slogan. Yeah, that is a great slogan. I could see that on a, on a campaign button. I used to love campaign buttons. Oh, they, they or one of those fake yeah. straw hats that's really yeah. made out of plastic. And then you could have the whole, that, that whole thing. Eisenberg's reopened. Why can't the rest of this country reopen? Something yeah. like that. Uh, I wouldn't use the word reopen twice. Um, no, and not why can't. Uh, I guess, you know, now that, you know, the cities are reopening and it is great. And it was a marvelous place. But my point with the also with the S&P, formerly Eisenberg's, 
you ordered a fine uh, pastrami, which looked delicious, sandwich with mustard. And I ordered a chicken club on rye toast, chicken salad club. But you literally could have said, can I have nine orders of French fries? And they wouldn't, as this is always the expression, bat an eyelid. <laughs> or bat an eye, not eyelid, bat an they eye. They wouldn't bat an eye. And yeah. that's hard because when you when somebody orders that many fries, your your natural tendency would be to bat your eye. Yeah. It's like it's just biological that where you just want to bat your eye. So to be able to not bat your eye, that is the sign of a real deli owner. Oh, a real. Yeah, a real. Uh, the, now, it's, is it batting an eye uh, the same as a gal in a 1940s movie batting her eyes in a flirtatious I, way? I, uh, it, it's that's multiple batting because once yeah. you bat uh, several times, you're flirting. You uh, only want to bat once. When somebody uh, orders fourteen orders of fries, <laughs> just one bat and you're done. Yeah, That's but it. you could do it. You could have, and you could still do it someday. Uh, not that you would, but that is a great thing. People again bemoan people. Oh, we're you know we we don't have our freedoms. We have the freedom to order fourteen fries if you want. That's right. Whether if, you're a conservative, liberal, if you have whatever the money. If I may, Scotty, that is something you really hit on the happy part of this podcast it, of course it took a 28 minutes to do so <laughs> but at the beginning it was a cold uh bleak place this podcast as i considered <laughs> the fact that i've eaten too many sweet treats as a result of the pandemic and uh and i'm facing a, a world of no sweet treats but you're saying no 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 just limit maybe one sweet treat a day yeah. and this does not extend to bullying one bullying no day. no no make that point no no one bully is too many one but one uh, one day, sweet roll is fine and one sweet roll is fine and and uh that to, i mean that was uh, that alone is probably going to, to i mean i could just feel myself getting thinner right now oh yeah well it's literally it has taking weight off as we speak well you know again i don't make a claim to be a weight loss expert i don't got the shingle up i don't have the diplomas but if that's what works, uh, you don't have the that the sheepskin. In other words, that yeah. piece of paper that supposedly makes you an expert. All you have is a satisfied person who is losing weight, even as we speak. I, I can feel it. Well, so much of weight loss is psychological thing too, and and, and feeling good about yourself. Oh, Scott, certainly it, doesn't help to feel like you're doing oh, well, bad. I eat sweet rolls. That's not going to make you healthier either. So. Uh, uh, but you know, you're burning calories by being positive. And again, Tommy, I, I, I'm trembling with excitement because that's, again, one of these discoveries. We should run this podcast over to the patent office. Yes. And because I know, you know, entrepreneur, uh, enterprising, aggressive people who didn't come up with it will try to, you know, take it for themselves. But uh, well, we get it out that's to the world. That's the key. That yeah. But here's the other thing that you, you have given me a sense of triumph of like, I'm no longer that guy who's just, who has no willpower. I realized I didn't order, and I didn't realize this until this moment, Scotty. L literally, until this moment. This is why you have to listen to the whole podcast. You oh, yeah. Just yeah. Listen to part of it. Because this is the moment that really we've been, this is the money shot. This is what we've been waiting for. Uh, and that is the, the, where I realized what I did was a great thing. Uh, yes, I ordered a pan of shock, uh, a, a raisin, and I ate it, but I didn't order fourteen no. pan of raisins. I didn't, Scotty. You not were even there. close. You saw me. You, yeah, I, I never. And we brought this up. I never realized it until now. 
I really uh, was very moderate in my uh, oh beyond moderate well, yesterday. You, you can't be the only way to be more moderate than one is none, and that's that. That yeah. just does. Then you don't exist. Then I don't exist. <laughs> then you're then you're basically wiping me off the map. Right, and no one wants that. And so why is <laughs> that's basically the choice? What being wiped off the map or yeah. one panel chocolate? Right. Oh you God. had the bare minimum, Tommy. Bare and minimum. And again, our fine waiter. I think he would have been fine with. You could have said, well, you know what? Kind of hankering for another one. Yes, sir. We'll bring it right out. Now, even if you had four, he wouldn't have said this guy at this table and everyone would have crowded around. Come on, come out here. Look at this guy. No, <laughs> 14 would have been that's something else. But you're not even. Yeah. I mean, that. what do you what do you really? I mean, as a waiter, eventually you'll be like, uh, uh, OK, what do you want now? Another pan of raisin. I think I at that point, let's just say we were having a pan of raisins, not yeah, to confuse people. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, it was pan of raisins. And uh, I, I just keep sending him back. Would he be like, oh, God, just how about how many do you want? And I'll bring them all out. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. And that would be a fair thing for him to do. Uh, then here's the thing that I, I, I would be concerned about. Yeah. And again, by the way, I don't have to tell you or listeners that this is one of the main themes of every podcast being relieved at what didn't happen. And you did not yeah. order 14 because I would feel guilty about potential pound chocolate of pound raison eaters who would say, I'm sorry, we're all out. Go, well, you're all out. You, you, that's what you do. How could you be all out? And they just, and it'd be embarrassing nod, to me. It'd be but they nod in your direction. Yeah. <laughs> they see you with stacks of uh, the high as the Tower of Babel, you, you know, just as high as the Empire State Building, which, by the way, you could see clearly from your very seat. clearly. Yeah. We're because we're dining on Broadway that now that they have shut down portions of Broadway. Yeah. So, so we could just sit there. And yeah, if I had been the guy who ate 14 Pano raisins and people would take notice and like it and. and uh, well, there wouldn't be enough for them because they don't know if they and they wouldn't have them enough older. of them, and they would have run out. Yeah, and other people who, hey, I'll have a pan of raisins. Sorry, this guy ate them all, and then I'm that guy who ate everybody else's pan of raisins. Oh yeah, that's and that I'm would, fat. That would worry me the most uh, because uh, you know, I mean, hopefully they made enough for the, just for that situation. But but there's no but that's hope. You can't yeah. rest your life on hope, Scotty. No, no, and again, Tommy. So this. We really, this was a 34 minute, 35 minute therapy session because you yeah. came in with your uh, head between your, I guess, tail between your legs. And then I point out you don't have a tail. So no. for another podcast, but, uh, and, you know, but feeling a little bit, yeah, I don't know. The, and also not just, you know, the connection between you not stopping eating sweet uh, treats and the pandemic. So you went, as I said earlier, yeah. you're impacting the whole world. So yes. now we can, not only can you feel, breathe easy and say, yeah, I can have one uh, once a day. Uh, you're going to, I think, hasten the end of the pandemic by doing so. Oh, uh, well, that's, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I can't think of a, of a, I mean, that a more humbling uh, moment and, and to, to be the person who hastens the end of the pandemic, Scotty, I never thought that I, I would be that guy just by eating panna raisins. <laughs> I, I I I do feel very humbled by that. Well, and I and I, what better way to to go out for today on, on on the highest note possible? You by having one sweet treat a day, contributing to the end of the pandemic. Yeah. And I it, it uh, you know where can you go from there? So no. uh, so for now, 
uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders. We're getting through this.